And you are listening to the Inclusion Revolution Radio. I'm your podcast host, Noby Craven. I'm a Special Olympics DC athlete and a Special Olympics international employee. On this podcast, I interview athletes, partners, ambassadors, employees, and supporters of Special Olympics. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who's interested in Special Olympics and the work that we do. New episodes premiere every other Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to the fourth episode of Season 4 of Seclusion Revolution Radio Podcast. My name is Novi Creighton. I'm your host for today's episode. Today, we will be talking with Victoria Arlen, television host, motivational speaker, author, dancer, and all-around superhero. Welcome, Victoria, to the Inclusion Revolution Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We are so excited to have you here today. I'm excited here. <laughs> in her lifetime, Victoria has faced a number of challenges that many would deem impossible to overcome. At the age of 11, Victoria developed two rare conditions that caused her to lose the ability to speak, eat, and walk, and move. She would never recover. Victoria began, began her journey back to mobility, having to relearn many of her of things we take for granted. But she didn't stop there. She pushed, pushed herself to become a four-time Paralympic medalist, author, on-air talent for ESPN, founder of her own nonprofit and many accomplishments we will discuss later. I can't wait to talk about your support Special Olympics, but would first love to know more about how you got where you are now. Where I got to uh, where I am now, I mean, it's been quite the, it's been quite the journey. I, uh, as you mentioned, I got really sick when I was younger and developed two incredibly rare neurological conditions. And with that had a lot to, of odds to overcome and really was fortunate with the right support system to be able to do that and, and to be able to relearn how to function again after being kind of out of commission for four years and i've been kind of just going ever since here here i am um i've been walking for six years now and i've been at espn for seven and um yeah i i'm really fortunate i was been given the second chance at life i mean when i read the book i was just like wow <laughs> and i just came out i'm just amazed how much come and definitely go go definitely far i know for sure can you share more about the health challenges you have faced in your life and how you were able to overcome them yeah i faced a lot of health challenges um i think that the two main ones were the transverse myelitis and the acute disseminated encephalomyelitis which are the two neurological conditions um, that affected me the most, affected my brain and spinal cord. I think with that comes their own fair share of complications and um, had a bit of a health scare about two, three months ago at this point, three, almost four months ago. Um, so it's it's been interesting. I think, you know, health is such, it's not a linear path. And so for me, I've had several challenges along the way, but nothing that I can't seem to overcome at this point or find a way to pivot and and continue to to move forward um but those two are the the big ones <laughs> how have how has having a disability affected you in your, your life 
Tell us more about your obstacles you have faced and how others can learn from your triumphs. So having a disability uh, effect has affected my life in different ways. I, I was in a wheelchair for 10 years, so I definitely had to pivot and see how the world is not built for someone in a wheelchair. So it definitely has come, came with challenges. Um, then I was on crutches and I was on leg braces and I've had um, moments where I, I still have impairments and stuff. So it's been a part of my life for 16 years and it's um, something I've learned to embrace and celebrate what I can do versus what I can. And I think we all, we all could learn that lesson from time to time. And I was actually talking about it earlier today on a shoot I was doing um, is being able to embrace your, your different challenges and, and everything. So it's affected me in many different ways. I mean, mobility was kind of the big, big one. Um, but I think it's, it's made me who I am today. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't in any way, shape or form want to change, you know, not having, having that in my life. What's about the sport of swimming drew you to it? And what stroke did you compete in? What is it like competing at the highest level and winning? So I love swimming. I, I've always been a little fish since I was a little girl. So my I was the baby that just kept wanting to put my head underwater. And so I, I grew up around water. My mom was my mom was a swimmer, so I wanted to be like her. And I uh, I just loved being in the water. I loved the Olympics. And so I think it was something that always drew me. I, I loved just being in the water. And then um, competing, just, I love to compete. I love to compete even before I became paralyzed. And, and then even, I still have my competitiveness now, but I loved, um, I just loved being in the water. And so being able to make, make it to such an elite level was a dream come true. I mean, I was five years old when I told my mom I was gonna, I was gonna swim my way to a gold medal. And she was like, okay, sweetie, <laughs> you're five, you know, it's bedtime. And so, um, so I, I love it. And I, I think for, you know, you're an athlete, you know, but you get it. You just want to become the best version of yourself, the best in your sport. And so for me, that's what I always strive to do when I, when I swim, especially. And I just love being in the water. I, I still love being in the water. Um, my swimming looks a little different now than it did when I was competing, but um, I just loved, I just loved it. I was just obsessed with going fast and getting to the other side before everyone else. Just like Katie did Decky. Yep. Yeah, exactly. How did you pursue, pursue, pursue and accomplish working as on-air talent for, for ESPN? So it was never something I planned to do. <laughs> I loved, I mean, I love ESPN. I've always loved SportsCenter and, um, and watching it. I grew up watching it. I think for me, um, I had started sharing my story after, I, after London and I was invited down to speak at ESPN. And so I got to meet a lot of folks down there and, and they asked me, have you ever thought of a career in broadcasting? And I was like, no. I was 19, you know, as a kid, I was like, mm, oh, it's not my thing. And um, I went on a tour of the campus. It's this huge campus, there's 19 buildings. And so I went on a tour and um, and I just fell in love with it. I got to watch a live taping of SportsCenter and I was like, you know, when you have like a light bulb moment I was just like, I need to do this. I want to be here. And I just like fell, fell in love with it. And so I started job shadowing and just observing the, the industry and then um, kind of did that for a year. And as I was doing that, I was meeting different executives and people in the industry and 
they were like, you're too young, you're too this, you're too that. And I was like, okay, so what do I need to do? Like, how do I, how do I get in the door here? And then it was two folks by the name of Kate Jackson, Kate Jackson and Bill Bonnell, who are producers, incredible, incredible producers, extraordinaires at ESPN who were broadcast, who were um, in charge of the broadcast team for uh, the Special Olympic World Games in Los Angeles in 2015. And they asked me to be the reporter, their their head reporter. Then I looked and I was like, me? And they're like, yes. And I was like, am I being punked? (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was being punked. And I I really thought I was like, I was like, you just offer me a job? And they were like, yeah, do you want it? And I was like, Yes, 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 I do. And I was like, thank God I was in a wheelchair at the time because I think I would have fallen over had I been standing. And then that's how I got my my career started. I was 20 years old. And then uh, seven years later, we're still kicking. So. (laughs) Can you tell us more about your work of your amazing nonprofit, Victoria to Victory Foundation? Yes, so Victoria's Victory Foundation uh, was founded in 2017. And that was, you know, Novi, I I spent a long time in a chair and a long time, you know, navigating the world. And, and with that, I realized how many people couldn't afford basic necessities. People with physical um, disabilities couldn't afford, you know, a ramp or a wheelchair. Um, and people with all types of disabilities, physical and intellectual, didn't have a lot of, um, you know, support in that space in our area. And so like just in the town I lived, I lived in. And so we just saw a need and we're like, okay, how, how can we help this mom be able to take care of her son? How can we help, you know, cause it, adaptive equipment is expensive. You know, if you need, um, if you need a sensory room, if you need a wheelchair, if you need nursing care, that's not always covered by insurance. And so, we saw this need and I always, you know, struggle with why did I get a second chance when a lot of people don't get a second chance. And so with that, I wanted to help, wanted to help people. And so I sat down with, with my team and said, okay, this is my dream. I want to help people with disabilities from all walks of life, all types of disabilities, have a, have wings to fly, have a chance at, you know, have being victorious, whatever that may look like for them. And so that's when we started VVF back in 2017 and since then we've given almost half a million dollars out in scholarships with um, nursing care hours, adaptive equipment, um, specialty care and so that's been um, my life's work to be able to just help people and, and I'm really fortunate that we get to do that on a daily basis and let people know that they're not alone, let people know that they're seen, they're loved and they're taken care of and so that's really been been my mission. Congratulations on that, and definitely, I know that will definitely go far, and I know definitely the foundation will definitely grow big, big, bigger. I know for Thank sure. Thank you. Thank you. That's the hope. That's always the hope. <laughs> Could you tell us more about your book, Locked In? My book, Locked In. So that came out in 2018. It was published in 2018. Oh, that was a doozy to write. Ooh, like you've read it, Novi. It's a lot. It's a journey. Um, but I wrote it because I knew there was other people out there that are going through something. And I wanted people to know that like, it's going to get better. It's going to be okay. 
And I also wanted to set the record straight on my story and let people know that this is what happened from my perspective, because I think there was a lot of people who had their own interpretations of my story. And so for this, this was my voice and my story and being able to say, here's what happened. Here's what I how I got through it. And if it can help someone else get through something that's that's all worth it. Um, there was a very unique experience and still to this day is a, a, a unique thing to um, think about but it was really to set the record straight on my story and try to help people yeah definitely i was like i, I it was like i couldn't i was so into the book i was like okay mom i want to i'm gonna help you but i <laughs> you know definitely but it was just amazing to see how you know you how far you've come and definitely it's been just you know, i i'm a book reader not that book reader but i literally like sat down and was like flipping through the page oh thank you so thank you i appreciate you why did you want to write a, a book about your life and why do voices like you like yours need to be heard i wanted to write it for many reasons um i was terrified to write it but i think i wanted to write it because i wanted people to let let go of my story and i think when you write things down you almost give that no longer has power. And so power over you, I guess, essentially. So everything that I went through, I kind of was able to take that pain and put it on, on paper and hopefully show other people that are going through tough stuff that you can get through it and you're gonna be okay. And that's really why I wrote it is for, there was a bigger purpose for it than me just saying, and this is what happened to me. I mean, mind you, I did want to set the record straight, but I really also wanted to help people and I wanted people to know that whatever you're going through, keep going. You can, you can reach that top of the mountain. You can have that. You can have that victory dance too. And so that's that's really why I wrote it. And I think we all have a voice. And I want to encourage people to use their voice. And I want to encourage people to share their story, because you never know who who's watching. You never know who's listening. You never know who you're inspiring. And so I wanted to do this book as scary as it was to help other people you know maybe maybe feel inspired to share their own story you definitely you definitely inspired me for sure definitely. thank you <laughs> how how did you begin your involvement with Express olympics i my involvement actually goes back to uh, high school i volunteered at our local um our local program in the exeter area and so me and my friends, we would we would volunteer for track and fields. And I did the best I could. I mean, I'm not a great running coach, especially since I was sitting in a wheelchair, but I did my best. I was a loud cheerer, um, but we had some in incredible athletes. So that's how I actually got started initially. And then, um, and then my involvement grew at ESPN when this became my first, um, my breakout role, I guess, if you will. And then now, now you guys are just stuck with me. <laughs> now I'm hooked. I'm in all in life. What has been your favorite experience so far while supporting the athletes of the First Olympics? I think it's getting to know each athlete and their families and their coaches. And I'm really fortunate as a reporter, I can kind of roam around and meet everyone and have conversations. And I think it's really important to keep that conversation of inclusion going and to continue that inclusion revolution. And, but also to you know, show people 
the power of sports and the power of athleticism and, and to to spend so much time with so many folks within Special Olympics, families, coaches, you know, it's athletes. It's it's amazing because this impact goes far beyond what we could even imagine or think of. And that's so important to me. And so for me, it's it's such an honor. I mean, I don't know how I got so fortunate to be in this position and let alone be able to be involved with Special Olympics that we get to do this, no, we, we get to be a part of this, you know, revolution, if you will. And that's what's really exciting because so many folks are watching, so many folks are paying attention, so many folks are on board and, and we're, we're changing the narrative of the conversation in our own way by just choosing to include. And so that's really important to me and that's been my experience. And then the athletes and the epic sports, I mean, I just can't, I, I don't, I have a bajillion stories that I could just share and I just, I just am really honored that I get to do this, that I get to hold that microphone, that I get to have conversations with you and and be just be a part of it, be a part of that that change because we all we all need that and we people people need more of this goodness, no. Right, right. You were just at USA Games in Orlando last month as part of ESPN's coverage. What yeah. are some of the moments you took Take, take, take away from these games. Ooh, a lot, a lot. I was the I was the one roaming around with the microphone, so I got to share so many stories. I think the fact that I got to spend so much time with athletes and their families and getting to know them, and then towards the middle of the week, you know, families coming up to myself, my stage manager, my camera guys, and being like, "Thank you, thank you!" Like we're so excited. ESPN's here and we're like, we're excited to be here. And it was just really exciting to feel so involved and a part of, of the community with everyone there. And the fact that they were, everyone was excited to be with ESPN and we were excited to be broadcasting. And, and I think that was really cool. And the pin trading was so much fun. I just got really into it. I had all these ESPN pins and we were we were trading them. And, um, and just to see so many athletes do so well over and over and over again. It was um, it was really cool. I just like I just sat there and I was like, I can't believe this is my job. This is <laughs> fun. I'm loving this. Um, so that was really special for me too. And and just to be, I covered track and field and athletics, and so it was just really cool to um, be there every day, all day, and witness that. And then you get excited, and then you're sitting in the stands with the parents, and they're getting excited, and then you're with the coaches. And it was just cool. It was cool to just have such a front row seat to such uh, incredible, incredible athleticism. I can't run to save my life. I really can't. You've seen me run. It's very bad. So um, to see, to learn from the best there, I was like, I need to take notes because I can't run to save my life. No, you did excellent. You did an excellent job. Thank you. In a few words, can you answer the question? What does inclusion mean to you? Inclusion means to me, everything. It means that we are all a part of this awesome, awesome family and that we should always choose to include because when we do that, the world's a much better place. So that was some exciting news for you. Um, before we conclude today's episode, on behalf of over 5 million athletes around the world, including myself, I am thrilled to announce that you are now a champion ambassador of Special Olympics. Welcome to the movement. Thank you. I'm so honored. Yay. Woo. Uh, I cannot thank you enough 
what does the what does this honor mean to you? Oh my gosh, it means everything to me. I'm not speechless often, Novi, and I'm feeling a little speechless right now. Um, but it means everything. I'm so honored to be part of this team and the squad and this family, and and it's something you know I take great a great amount of um, pride in being a part of this this movement. And so I'm I'm beyond excited. I'm beyond speechless. I don't know. You're maybe crying, and my eyelashes are going to fall off, and <laughs> that's going to be a whole other thing. Um, I'm just so honored. Wow. I don't want to cry. I'm not going to cry. Don't make me cry. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Victoria, for joining the Inclusion Revolution podcast. Your story and resilience are inspirational, to say the least. We are so thankful for all the work that you continue to do for the Inclusion Revolution. Thank you for listening to the Inclusion Revolution radio. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in again in two weeks for a new episode.